We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. So, Vince, let's move on to next. We're going to talk about our bowl predictions, the original purpose of the show. Yes. And so, um, but the, hey, that's what we call an audible. We got to be ready on our toes to talk about things. So, it's a great part about having a daily show is that we can do right. stuff like this. So, it's awesome. Yeah. So, let's talk about the Notre Dame defense. Okay. The, the, look, this has been Notre Dame has gone, what, 33 and five the last three years. And it's been the defense that's been the driving force behind that. Yes. And you've had two undefeated regular seasons, although I kind of don't count last year's right because I kind of count title games as part of the regular season. That's just me. So, but you've had, you know, two loss, a, a, a one loss, a two loss, and a zero loss regular seasons the last right. three years, you know. And so Notre Dame's had five losses. They've been to Alabama in the playoff, Clemson in the playoff, Clemson in the ACC title game. And then one a game was at Georgia by six. So with the with the one exception, yeah, you know N- Notre Dame is you know they've they've been kind of handling business in the regular yeah, season, very successful. And now it needs to continue, but now it needs to continue. Notre Dame needs to take the next step as a program. Yep, it's time for them to take that next step. We've talked about how the offense taking a big step forward is a big part of that next step. Having said that, what we cannot see. Is the offense make a jump and the defense take a step back? The part of this is, you know, this jump that we talk about from the offense requires the defense to at least maintain what it needs to be. Yes, it did to stay the same right. at the very least. Yes. Right. So that's what we're going to find out this year if Marcus Freeman is able to keep that defense playing at the same level or if he can make it better. That's what we're going to find out. Right. So today's show is going to be about the the bold predictions that we have about this defense, and bold predictions are. As somebody said yesterday, it was is hilarious. I got a Twitter response that somebody says, "Boy, you know those are those are pretty, you know those are pretty." Let's I'm gonna have to wait and see how it plays out because those are pretty, you know, some you know significant. And, and I'm like, yeah, that's, that's why point. it's called a bold <laughs> prediction. That's the whole point. <laughs> you know. So it was just really funny, but um. It's it great. It's kind of hilarious how how that is. That's great. But uh, I'm actually trying to find that. He says seems awfully optimistic. But if it all happens, Notre Dame will be in the playoffs again. I'm like, yeah. Well, yeah. That's, that's why the- they're called bold predictions. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, exactly. this is meant to partly be fun. 
Right. But also partly to address these are the things that we think this team is capable of if everything goes according to plan. Well, correct. With the defense, uh, one thing already has not gone according to plan, and that's the injury to Maris Lewifow. And that will affect potentially, you know, one or two of the ones that I have. Yeah. Honestly. And you even said that when we were talking about, it. like, I don't know, but I, I still, you know, look, we'll, yeah, have to, yeah. we'll have to wait and see. We'll have to wait and see. I didn't have any Maris specific predictions. Yeah. So we'll have to wait and see, but uh, I want to kick things off, Vince, because we have some similarities in our first couple. You're right. So I'm going to let you kick things off with what okay. your first bold prediction is for this season. So I, I do feel, and my my first two are really all about the disruptiveness uh, that I feel Marcus Freeman is going to bring to this defense. And look, turnovers have always been have, have always been big uh, for Clark Lee, and, and and you know they they practice that all the time, right? They practice turning the ball over, you know, or creating turnovers. Excuse me. Um, and and I I just feel like the manner in which this defense is going to be under Marcus Freeman, I, I feel like there's going to be a lot of uh, difficult things to pick up for an offensive line standpoint, right? Um, I feel like there's going to be, uh, you know, the, the defensive line is going to do some special things in the backfield. I feel like the linebacker is going to do some special things in the backfield. And so my my first bold prediction, and again, this is where not having Marist had me kind of thinking twice, but I'm still going to go with it uh, because whoever is playing that will is still going to be expected to be a disruptive force, right? So um, I said that Notre Dame will have the highest sack total under Brian Kelly and uh, Notre Dame has had 34 total team sacks three different times under Brian Kelly. So what I'm saying is they will have 35 and or more. 2012, 2018, 2019. Correct. So you're saying they're going to set Brian Kelly sack record. Correct. Is what you're yes. That is what I'm saying. Yes. I'm with you on the disruptiveness. I'm there. I'm just, I don't care as much about sacks. Just, Personally, I don't care as much yeah. about sacks. Uh, I am going with tackles for loss. I think this is going to be the most tackles for loss that we've seen under Brian Kelly defense. Uh, I think this is going to be a, a group that when you look at it, uh, 92 is the best. Uh, that was done in 2019. And last year they had 90. Last year they probably would have set the record if at, without right. Agreed. Played 13 games. Right. So I'm going with – I'm going with tackles for loss. I'm going to say they're going to get at least 95 tackles okay. for loss. Now this is the whole the whole digits. season. This is the I could see that. So 92 is the record. I'm going with at least 95 tackles for loss from this defense. I think this is going to be a very disruptive defense. Yeah. I think they're going to have a lot of tackles for loss up front. I think they're going to have a lot of tackles for loss on linebacker. I think this is a defense that's going to to be dominant at times. I think they're mm. going to have their problems at times. I think that early on it may take look. It may take a couple games for this team to get their feet, wet. this defense to get their feet wet, and and to be on the same page and really see it in this top form. But I'm going with this being my bold prediction. I think this is going to be, even when it's not playing great, it's going to make a lot of plays in the backfield. In my opinion, yeah, like like you said, ours kind of go hand in hand to a degree. Uh, yeah, I, I went more specific to sacks. But yeah, I think the, I think this front is going to be so disruptive that teams are going to have a hard time keeping Notre Dame out of the backfield, and that is going to translate into tackles for loss and sacks. And yeah, I I love that prediction because uh, th- this we're going to see production like we haven't seen in a little while. I think uh, from this front seven, and I think it's going to be a lot of fun to watch. 
We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. So the next one, Vince, for you was also sort of about disruptions. And I actually thought you were going to go there with your first one when you first started talking. <laughs> because you're talking about the turnover circuit. I'm like, oh, he's yeah. going a different direction than what we yeah. talked about. All right. But you didn't. But that th- th- you set the tone correctly. Disruption leads to dis- disruption on the ball leads to turnovers. And that's yes. where your second one comes into play. Absolutely. It leads to turnovers. And specifically for me in this bold prediction, it leads to interceptions. And when you are pressuring the quarterback and you're, you know, making him throw off platform, you're making him throw inaccurately. Right. And I, and I do have a lot of faith in this secondary, of course, led uh, by Kyle Hamilton and, and Houston Griffith in the back. And, and you know, these corners, I think, are having a, a good fall camp. And so I think they're going to get their hands on some footballs. And uh, so my specific uh, bold prediction is that Notre Dame is going to have the highest number of interceptions in the Brian Kelly era. And so for a little bit of, uh, you know, historical, uh, you know, action here in 2010 is actually when they had the most interceptions. So Brian Kelly's first year, they had 18 interceptions on the year. Uh, they did it. They did 16 twice in both 2012 and 2014. Um, and here, and another reason why I believe uh, that they could have a chance at a big number here is because if you look at what Marcus Freeman did at Cincinnati, uh, the last two years at Cincinnati, both had 16 picks. And then his second year as defensive coordinator had that last year was in 10 games. Exactly. Yes, exactly. So he's been in in the in his four years as defensive coordinator at Cincinnati. Three of those years, they were in double figures, uh, 12, 16 and 16. And I just feel like with this particular group that he's going to be that he's going to have and not only in the defensive secondary, but also the front seven again, creating havoc. I think that it's going to lead to some some turnovers, some fumbles and things, but definitely interceptions. So I think they're going to eclipse 18. I think they're going to set a record in the Brian Kelly era. I'm going to push you a little bit on that, Vince, for a little bit more information. Now, do you think – now, when you talk about that, do you see like there being one guy that has a lot? Or do you see – because like at Cincinnati, he's never had anyone more than five. Like interceptions-wise, he had a guy in 19 with five. Last year was four. You had a bunch of guys with two and three. Do you see this as kind of – obviously, to get to 18, you're not going to have one guy with 12, right? Right. I mean, when Notre Dame had 18 in 2010, Harrison Smith had seven of them. Right. And when they had the big number in 2012, Manti Teo had seven. Had seven. Right, exactly. Right. Do you see one player being the primary beneficiary of that, or do you think this is going to be completely spread around, like maybe no one has more than five, no one has more than six? What are your thoughts on that? 
Well, the easy answer would say Kyle Hamilton, but I just think the teams are going to go away from him. I don't think he's going to get enough. He's not going to have the opportunities. I'll be shocked if Kyle Hamilton gets seven interceptions. I I would be shocked as well. And so, no, I don't think that there's going to be one guy that is crazy uh, when it comes to interceptions. I think that it's going to get – it's very similarly to what we think the offense is going to do as far as spread the ball around. I think that's what happens with the interceptions. I think it's going to get spread around. I could see, you know, Jack Kaiser getting a couple – I could see whoever ends up being the will getting a couple. I could see, uh, you know, Houston Griffith because he is going to get tested a lot. I could see him getting a couple. Impromptu bold prediction I'm requiring from you, Vince. Okay. Okay. Uh, Who do you predict will lead Notre Dame in interceptions? Doesn't have to give me the number, but who's the player you think is going to lead Notre Dame in interceptions? You know what? It's between two guys for me. It's between Houston Griffith and Cam Hart. Um, I I think Cam Hart is going to get some opportunities, especially early. Uh, because he's probably going to be going up against the you know the number one guy in the in the boundary. Obviously, I think he's going to get a lot of opportunities, but I think Houston Griffith is going to get even more opportunities because people are going to shy away from Kyle Hamilton. So because he gets the most opportunities, I'm going to go with Houston Griffith. Okay, there you go. That's kind of what I was thinking in my head. Like if if he if he has the kind of year, he'll have more opportunities. Plus, yes. it's not just opportunities of them throwing at him. But I think Kyle's going to be a lot closer to the line a lot more, which means, you know, they throw right. some balls and, you know, Cam Hart breaks it up or Clarence Lewis breaks it up or Tariq breaks it up or a linebacker tips it and Houston's there waiting. It's a nice beneficiary. Right. Yeah. So I think that combination. I'm, I'm yes. going to go a little, again, bigger picture, but same topic, and that's turnovers. Uh, I'm going to go Notre Dame's going get, to get 30 turnovers, which would be a record under Brian Kelly. The previous record actually was in 2019. Notre Dame had 28. Notre Dame finished fourth in the nation that year, 28. Wow. I'm predicting they're going to get to 30. Now, 30, I'm not counting last year because limited number of games yeah. and teams. Right. But 30 would have been ranked second if uh, in, tied for second in 2019. It would have tied for sixth in 2018. It would have tied for sixth in 2017. It would have tied for fourth in 2016. It would have tied for eighth in 2015. So, again, 30 turnovers is a lot. Yeah. yeah. And that's what I'm going with. I'm going to predict 30 turnovers because I don't I don't know if, again, I don't know if like sacks and interceptions, but I just think overall this is going to be a really disruptive defense by nature. And I think, you know, Clark Lee's defenses did a pretty decent job at turning over turning teams over at times the last couple of years 2019 for example sure Notre Dame had 28 of them well they only had nine interceptions that year they had 19 forced fumbles a lot of teams are putting on the ball against Notre Dame right again that was a point of emphasis at practice and that's one of the things I remember when this new regime on defense came over from a coaching staff standpoint everybody was talking about how much they practice trying to strip the ball and you know havoc plays and and all of that stuff and I I'm going to assume that that Marcus Freeman is doing the same thing. Yeah. I mean, that's the style of his defense is, is to create right. havoc. So, um, yeah, I, I think their teams are going to put the ball on the ground against this team, and, and turnovers are going to be high. Last year, Cincinnati ranked 10th in forced turnovers, total forced turnovers, despite only playing 10 games. That's obviously been – they were 10th the year before with 26. Yeah. And with all due respect, I just don't see them having the talent that Notre Dame has, top right. to bottom. I just, exactly. I just don't. Uh, I think that I think the thing that hurt. I don't think last year Notre Dame was great at forcing turnovers. They ranked 32nd in a year where there was a lot of teams ranked ahead of them that had like eight games played, nine games played, things like that. 
So they weren't great at it last year. But part of that is I just don't think this was a defense that was super aggressive last year. I think that part of it was what we've talked about, Clark Lee, asking guys to do a lot more last year than he had in previous years. I think the part of it also was they didn't have a lot of you know, teams could avoid a Wusukor, Mo, and Hamilton right, to a degree. Right. And the other part of it was is there just weren't other guys that were there to then make those kind of plays. And and we've discussed that. I think this defense is going to be a lot more disruptive up front. I think we're going to see a lot more balls on the ground than we saw last year. And and I think that the defensive line in 2019 was a lot more disruptive than last year's group, uh, it, just in my opinion. And, and I think that was a big reason why we saw – some of those fumbles. I mean, I think sure. of what Julian Akwar and Jameer Jones did to Virginia in the second half of that game. I mean, Julian, Julius, Julian Akwar just went off, you know, forced a couple fumbles, and you had the one where Jameer forced a fumble. Uh, I think we're going to see a lot more of that yeah. than we're going to see than we did last year. And I think also we're going to see a, a, to me, cover one, playing more press coverage usually results in more tip, pa- a little bit, few more tip passes than what we saw last year, which is then going to lead to more interceptions. So I do think this team is going to set a record under Brian Kelly. And this isn't, I mean, this is a bold prediction, but I also think this is going to happen. Yeah. I think this is a team that's going to force a lot of turnovers. And I don't see a lot of great offenses on the schedule either. And and here's the other part of it too. Part of this comes from what we talked about yesterday. Part of my predictions on tackles for loss, why I would say if you're right on the sack numbers, if we're right on the turnovers and interceptions, part of that's going to be about the Notre Dame offense. Because the more Notre Dame's offense does what we think they can do, yep, gets early scores, forces yep. teams into leads, that's when you start seeing turnovers. Is when you jump out on the team and that team's out of their game plan, they're out of their comfort zone, they're out of their, hey, we're on schedule, we're running the script, we're doing this. When teams get off of that, that's when you see mistakes happen. When quarterbacks think, oh, shoot, we're down, we're down 14, I got to go make a play here. Uh, running back, I, gosh, I got to stretch this ball out and try to make a play here because otherwise we can't punt on this down. Uh, you, that's when you start seeing mistakes happen. Yes, exactly. And, when teams start so, to press, I mean, they're, right. they're pressing. That's what they're doing. Right. They're so these off two schedule. things are going to have to tie together. If I don't think if, if the offense doesn't take a big jump, then I'm not going to be as confident in these things happening. So we're going all in on the offense because what we think of the offense is factoring into what we're predicting for the defense, at least for me. Right. I'm I'm speaking for you, Vince, just because I, I think I know you well enough to know that. Right. But if I'm wrong, you correct me on that. If you think this defense is going to do this regardless of what the offense does, please correct me. I think for them to truly actually reach our bold predictions, for me, that the offense has to do what we think it's capable of doing. No, that makes a lot of sense because it's – when when you put up points, it puts just so much pressure on the other team. And you mentioned it: the offenses that Notre Dame is going to face, I don't think are are amazing. Uh, and and that is going to so now you, now you've got offenses that already aren't you know all world right, and now they're pressing and they're trying to do things that they aren't necessarily great at, and they're trying to do it quickly because they're they're trying to dig themselves out of a hole. Well, that's where defenses like this are going to feast. They're going to absolutely mm-hmm. feast on it because now, you know, guys are going to be in the box or in the pocket a little bit longer, you know, trying to make a play. Well, you stay in the box or in the, in the pocket too long, it's going to collapse on you, right? Or you're right. going to make a, a, a throw that you really shouldn't be making as you're trying to push the ball down the field or trying to fit it into tight windows or whatever the case may be. Um, it, that will be – there will be more of those kinds of opportunities for this defense if teams are playing from behind. And so mm-hmm. I agree with that wholeheartedly. I, 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 this has a lot to do with what we think the offense is going to be. 
Yeah. So let's dive into your third bold prediction, Vince. What is your third bold prediction? So my third bold prediction, I guess, is kind of, you know, off the coattails of what we were just talking about with turnovers uh, and being disruptive and, you know, and havoc defense and all of that. Uh, I think Notre Dame is going to score some points on defense. And I, I, I predict them to have three or more defensive touchdowns. Uh, this season. They had one last year. Obviously, that was the Jeremiah Wusu-Koromoa um, fumble slash interception situation where he was able to get it in during the Clemson game. Uh, so they had one last year. It was a fumble because it was a backwards pitch. Right, yeah, yeah. Right. Um, but uh, I, I think Notre Dame, like I said, whether it's a pick six, whether it's a scoop and score, um, I just feel like this defense is not only going to be creating turnovers, but they're going to score off of some of those turnovers. And it again, it's only going to help this team. It's only going to help this offense. It's going to put points on the board, et cetera. I just feel like this group is so athletic and so it's going to be so disruptive just because of the scheme that there's going to be opportunities uh, for this team to score on defense. And so I, I'm going to say three or more. Can I ask, Now you're talking direct touchdowns? Direct. Or are you talking about like, not, so not like recovering at the one and no. the offense punches it in? Like you're a talking defensive about, guy okay. is in the end zone doing okay. a fat man dance after they, you know, after they do a scoop and score, a strip okay. sack or something. Yeah, okay. defense in the end zone, three of them. Okay, so so that includes like, so I think 2019, I know they had one against Stanford. I'm trying to remember they had one against New Mexico, right? Kyle Hamilton had, Kyle a Hamilton had the one against New Mexico. Yeah, yeah. and then uh, Khalid Kareem had a, a, a sack that against Stanford in the end zone. And I'm trying to remember it. Remember if there was another defensive touchdown on defense that year. So you had uh, Foskey had one. Now that's 2020. Um, see here. Because that was on was that on a that was on a punt that was a, that was special right. team was on a punt. So I'm so not counting pa- special pa- teams. Paul Mawala had one against Navy. Remember he intercepted that pitch. He had That's Kyle right. Hamilton against New Mexico. Adi Ogundiji had one. Khalid Kareem had one. So they had four in 2019. Okay. And so you're going three. That's still well, a high number because four it's, it's was still the high number. Four was, was the, the high mo- last year, right? But again, it was right. shortened season for some people. It's and I. The, the point what, I'm making though is yeah. I don't think Notre Dame was a real good team in 2019, and I think <laughs> right. you know I think part of the reason they, but that was also the year that they set their scoring record. Well, it, you can it helps to get your set your scoring yeah. record when you get four touchdowns from yeah. the defense. Is the point that I'm making? It, yes, it, absolutely. It just it, it's a it's a big thing. It's impo- an important thing. Yeah. I remember Ogundiji's. That was against. Uh, I'm trying to remember the who who where Khalid Cream got his against. I'm, I'm trying to look this up here. See, it says scoring. I, I don't. See, oh, here we go. He had one against Stanford. Okay, so. Oh, okay. Khalid Khalid recovered the one against Stanford. Ogundiji's was against Virginia. Remember when Jameer Jones had the sack of of Bryce Perkins and and uh, Ogundiji picked it up and ran ball, it back. Yeah, yep, yep. I sure did. And do. Myron almost got one that game. Remember? Yeah, there was Tungalo a turn- was picked one up and ran it back also, and it set up a score. So they almost had five that year. Yeah, but that's a lot. I mean, it that's a lot. lot. Uh, so we're just trying to highlight that that's three is a lot of touchdowns, especially for a team that we think can be good on offense. If they're good on offense right. and they're getting points on defense in special teams. Because I think they're going to get a special teams touchdown this year. I'm a return. One of my predictions this year, and, I, and I'm not. We're not doing a bold prediction show for special teams because I don't want It'd to be like five minutes. I long. don't want to. 
I predict that Matt Salerno um, is going to fair catch 75 yeah, balls. Uh, yeah. That would not be a bold prediction. Uh, <laughs> I think they're going to have a return for a score this year. And I'm not talking like a blocked punt. or Because right. they get, they've had straight up return. I'm talking about either a punt or a kick return. And I'm kind of thinking kick return. Yeah. Right. Uh, and number 25, take one back. Uh, he was close a couple oh, times last year. Oh, he was so year, close. You know. And sometimes he just got tripped up. Sometimes he made the you know late read just or wrong read. read or, yeah. But that's freshman stuff. I think he's going to have at least one. And it would not shock me if he has two. Yeah, that'd be awesome. That'd that be awesome. might be more of a bold prediction to say he's going to have two. Yeah, let's go there. So my special team's bold prediction is they're going to have two two kick returns, punt slash kick returns for touchdowns. Not, not blocks, but just straight returns. So what are you laughing at, Vince? You, you're just this is just good stuff. I, I, I would. So do I amuse you, Vince? You, do I yeah, entertain you, Vince? Yes. Am I a clown? <laughs> uh, it's a great movie. Um, I, I would. My bold prediction. Look, I, I'm. I'm going to hope they're going to take the reins off a of punt return a little bit. And I, so this is off the top of my head, but I'm going to say that Matt Salerno is in the top ten on punt return yardage. Okay. Okay. All right. I like that. I dig that. Okay. Um, I don't see it happening, but it's, it's <laughs> awesome. It's a bold prediction, baby. It'd, it'd be great if it did. All right, so let's get back to defense. Your yeah, third was the three touchdowns. I'm going to yeah. go scoring on that one too, but not a different type of scoring. I'm going to say Notre Dame is going to have their second best season, regular season under Brian Kelly when it comes to holding teams into single digits. I'm not a big fan of shutouts because I just – shutouts kind of pointless so to me hard. because, you know, when you're scoring more points, you're going to take your starters out on defense earlier. Right. And so – and you're going to give up points, right? Right. So as I look at these numbers, last year Notre Dame held three opponents to uh, 10 points or less in the regular season. In 2019, they held three opponents to 10 points or less, one of them not being New Mexico, by the way, which still drives me nuts. Um, They held Bowling Green, Duke, Boston College. Now they had four in the season. They had Iowa State in a bowl game, but I anticipate Notre Dame is going to be playing a team much better than Iowa State, that Iowa State team in a bowl game. I'm going to go, they're going to have at least four games they hold teams. Now, the record under Brian Kelly in the regular season is six, and that was in 2012. I don't see that happening. Yeah. Uh, I, I think they they play because they're not going to – There's I don't a lot of teams play that can score. I and, mean, and they play ball control that year, so they limited possessions. I don't think they're going to be a ball control team this year. So I think teams are going to have more possessions. More possessions equals more points. Right. So I'm going to say they're going to have at least four games this year in the regular season – where they're going to hold teams to elite, to under ten to to less than ten points. I thought about going like you know top ten scoring defense, but I I don't know if that necessarily can can tell you that because sometimes you you just play a lot of quality off. They don't play any great offenses, but a lot of quality sure. offenses. And you know I just I, so I'm going to go with yeah, yeah at least four games with under ten. And here's the other one: one of those games will be against a ranked opponent. Oh, that's the other component of it. One of it, like that. there's going to be some ranked opponent this year that Notre Dame just obliterates. I don't know who it's going to be. I'm not predicting it's going to be USC or Wisconsin or some, somebody's going to be ranked and Notre Dame's going to play them and they're going to, they're going to completely dominate them. And then, so Vince, Vince has his cue on who he thinks it's going to be. <laughs> I think it's going to be Wisconsin. That's yeah. why I think it's going to be, I, 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 uh, I will we'll obviously get into that when we get into the Wisconsin game and all of that fun stuff. And look, I, I do want to see some Wisconsin from this year first before right. I start getting crazy. Um, but I just too late. You, you already said it. You I know I did. It. But I, I just feel like Notre Dame is going to have their way in that game. Okay. I, I just do. 
So, Let's go with our our bowl. Our we have, so we have one. You have one more events, correct? One. I, I, I'll let you go. I'm not. I'm not as bold on this. No, one go ahead. Be bold. You can be bold All with right. it. Go for it. I I had on there that that Kyle Hamilton is is going to get some uh, some love from the Heisman Trophy voting. Uh, okay. That, and that's now, what I love had. means I, votes. Votes like he's going to get 10? some votes. Yeah, top ten. Like top ten. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Um. I was a little less uh, confident in that after we after you and I started talking about, of course. Teams oh, so you're blaming me for why you don't. Want, oh, okay. Wow. It's never my okay. fault. It's okay. Never my fault. Okay. Um, yeah, I'm writing that down. <laughs> I I just feel like you know I don't know that he's going to get the opportunities to make the Heisman style plays that are going to be necessary for him to get the love that he needs to get. Right? Like he's going to have to you know have a pick six. He's going to have to have, you know, a game where he's recovering fumbles and there's going to, you know, he's going to have to get into the end zone. You know, what was it? A, f- a few months ago, people were talking about Kyle Hamilton, you know, on offense, Playing offense right? Yeah. So he'd have to get a touchdown, you know, that way to, to get it on defense. You're going to have to have some extra publicity. And I'm just not sure he's going to get what he needs to get there. I think he's got the talent, obviously. But I just don't know how confident. Hype. And, and he that's does. the thing is to, to get yeah. that kind of thing, you got to come into the season with preseason hype. And and that's not a knock. That's a I mean, he deserves that. He should, if he wasn't getting preseason hype, I'd be hammering people for not giving a preseason hype. Right. But you have right. to. I mean, part of the reason that that Manti went into 2012, you saw the text I sent you. Yes. Um, part of the reason Manti that's what you happens when you blame me for stuff. Um, <laughs> part of the reason when you go into 2012 is Manti was a pretty big name going into 2012, you know, but Houston Harrison Smith didn't get that same kind of love in 2010, despite the fact he had some huge moments that year. Right. You know, finished with seven interceptions, you know, had that great interception to end the USC game, picked off three against Miami, you know, all that kind of stuff. Didn't get a lot of love. Harrison had really, really impressive numbers in two. He got his love in the NFL, though. As yeah, I mean, Har- yeah, Harrison had ninety-one tackles and seven interceptions. If, <laughs> if, if to your, to, here's the point. If, if Kyle Hamilton has ninety-one tackles and seven interceptions this year, yes. he's a top five, top five, yes. seven in the Heisman, right? Absolutely. Harrison Smith did that, and he didn't get any Heisman love because right. he was not a guy that anyone was talking about coming into the season. That's my point. Yes, and, and so. You know, so, so that to me is he's got that. So he's, but he, to your point, he's going to need, he can't just play great, right? He can't just play great football, but not produce. Right. That's just, I mean, it's media driven. He's going to have to have highlight levels. Because it's all media production. driven, right? The Heisman Trophy is right. media driven. It's, are you making the highlight plays? Are you, you having the big moment? You know, are you having the mm-hmm. scoop and score? Are you having the right. pick six? Or, you know, are you ending a game with an interception or a sack? You know, I think those are the things that he's going to have to have. I just don't know if he's going to get those opportunities because I just think right. people are going to avoid him. Yeah, uh, and, and that's not a knock on him. And of course, he's going to have to stay healthy. That's, that's a compliment. That's, to him. that's my big. That's my. That's my only concern with Kyle Hamilton this year, as far as right. playing great. Kyle's a very mature kid. I don't see him being impacted by all the fame and attention he's getting. He doesn't strike me as the kind of kid that's going to be bothered by that. To me, the only thing that could derail his season is an injury. Yeah, and, and, and that's um, fair. And that's why when you you find out you know a little bit of a neck back or thing the other day that just makes me a little bit nervous. Yeah, and they they're and again, the practices that we saw, he's not in. He's been limited. He's limited. Right. He's limited. And they, are they doing that as a precaution? Are they doing that because he's feeling some right. stuff? You know, yeah. So I agree that, and that's another reason I was like, well, maybe maybe that's not a great prediction. But hey, you know what? I'm going to stick to my guns. You know, I think he's going to mm-hmm. go out and have a great season. 